0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Stay at Home Thad. Well, what is up, everybody? Thanks for listening. This is Stay at Home Thad. I am Thaddeus, your host for this and thus far every single episode of Stay at Home Thad. But how are we doing? We feeling good about the, the playoffs this week? We've got some very exciting games that I'm actually going to be talking about. I thought I would do a little bit of a mini preview pod, not necessarily breaking down everything that has to do with these games, but I thought I would come and share maybe a couple fads, keys to victory. Basically, if either of these teams, any of these teams are going to win on Sunday, What is going to have to happen? Not an exhaustive list, but just a couple things that I thought stood out to me that would be very important things to happen for each team to have a chance at winning. So, let's jump right into it. We've got the first game on Sunday afternoon. The Chiefs hosting the Bengals. So, Sunday evening around 5.45, let's say, central time, of course, if we have arrived at that point of the day and the Chiefs have won the game, they are the AFC champions, that means that the three-headed monster of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, they've played fine. And I mean, I, I say it that way because I think with how talented those guys are, they don't even need to be great. Just fine is good enough with those guys. They have big playability, each of them, to just play fine, and I think you can Win most games. I think too you're going to have to win the battle in the trenches. Oh, I know that's such a cliche. I'm going to throw a couple of cliches at you over the course of this episode, but I think the question is going to be: Can Trey Hendrickson and DJ Reader generate some pressure? And then conversely, can the Kansas City defensive linemen Melvin Ingram the third, Chris Jones, and company can? Can those guys take advantage of a weak offensive line on the Cincinnati side? Uh, Cincinnati's offensive line, they're 25th out of 32 this season ranked. They're the eighth worst, according to PFF, especially on that right side. They've been just giving up pressure on that right side for the whole season, basically. Last season, or last week, I mean, Joe Burrow sacked nine times, as I'm sure you've heard. That was a big narrative this week, and that... Chiefs' defensive front may have more top-end talent than Tennessee has. So that's going to be something to really watch. I think if Kansas City can take advantage of this, if they can really win that front-line battle, I think it heavily tilts the odds in the Chiefs' favor. They're already my pick, as you know, which maybe doesn't mean anything, but I think if they can win that, especially that defensive line battle against the Bengals offensive line. I I think it's going to be a rough afternoon for Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense. They are going to have to make some defensive adjustments, Kansas city uh, to account for that passing attack. It'll be interesting to see what's going on with the honey badger, Tyrone Matthew. Uh, I know he is cleared for practice. I think he practiced yesterday and it's looking like he's going to be good to go, but you know, a couple days off after the concussion, What's, what's his status going to be on defense? I think that'll be something that you need to watch for. Now, on the other side, though, if Sunday evening rolls around and Cincinnati has won, I think that means that Jamar Chase probably went off. In Week 17, when the Bengals defeated the Chiefs 34-31, Chase had 11 receptions, 266 yards, and 3 touchdowns. Even if his numbers aren't crazy like that on uh, the game this Sunday... You know, let's say he goes, you know, five or six receptions, ninety to a hundred yards, a touchdown or two. I I think that's even enough to give Cincinnati a shot. I think Cincinnati is also going to need some contributions from Joe Mixon this week. Uh, in the last two games, he's rushed for forty-eight and fifty-four yards in the wild card and the divisional round weekends, respectively. He has contributed through the air in both victories, but. A shootout game against a team like the Chiefs, nothing's ever given. And obviously, the Bengals are designed uh, offensively to kick it in a, t- in a game like that, or I guess throw it in a game like that. But uh, you know what I mean. But you definitely feel a lot better if you're able to control the pace of the game with Joe Mixon contributing in a big way on the ground. I already talked about Hendrickson and Reeder a moment ago. but think another defensive player is going to need to have a big game if the Bengals are expected to win and I think that's Mike Hilton your nickel corner I think he's going to be covering Tyreek Hill Uh, he's kind of been that guy that's shut down those or not always shut down but played against those slot receivers and he's not going to be able to do it alone I don't think you're going to need some safety help over top but can he contain Tyreek Hill or can he at least slow him down so that he's not running ahead of you into the end zone, holding up the peace sign, and I think if if Mike Hilton's able to do that, and if a few of these other things that I talked about are able to happen, I, I think that does give the Bengals a shot. Uh, obviously, this is probably the the main thing that needs to happen, but Joe Burrow, I mean, he he is the key for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. If if he continues to produce. Uh, out of this confidence, this, you know, rise to the occasion results, Cincinnati definitely has a chance. It This could be one of those games where if Joe Burrow wins and the Cincinnati Bengals win, this could be one of those games that's talked about for the rest of Burrow's career. You know, remember remember when he went into Arrowhead and took out Mahomes and the Chiefs? And, I mean, this this is the type of game that if you win, it, it's a, a legacy game. And, and so Joe Burrow needs to have... That type of game, a legacy game, if Cincinnati is going to win this game. My pick is still going to remain Kansas City. Sorry to any Bengals fans out there. Or potentially you're rejoicing at the fact that I picked Cincinnati and given my history last week, maybe that bodes well for you. We'll see. Then moving on to the Rams and 49ers game. Let's get right into it. If Sunday evening rolls around and Los Angeles has won, well, I think that means that the big guns probably showed up. I mean, just go down the list, right? Stafford, Cup, OBJ, got Cam Akers, who looked good last week. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, here's another sports cliche. Your best players need to be your best players. And again, silly and whatever, but... If Van Jefferson or Tyler Higby on offense, or you know Troy Reader or David Long Jr. on defense, if one of those guys at the end of the game, you look back and you're like, yeah, they were our best player today. Uh, I think that means that San Fran somehow found a way to contain or, or at the very least, diminish the impact of those big names that I I went through there just a minute ago. I think if if the Rams are going to win, one guy that they are going to have to shut down is you guessed it, Debo, in the two regular season games that the Rams and the 49ers played, both games that the 49ers ended up winning, Samuel had 22 combined touches, nine catches, 13 rushes, for 273 yards and three touchdowns. And, of course, it's a big task for any defense to shut Debo Samuel down because, I mean, he's he's incredibly talented. I've talked about him at length already in this early stages of this podcast here, but you're going to have to find a way to shut down Debo Samuel. I'm assuming Jalen Ramsey probably is lined up against him all day and probably is just shutting him down, and it'll be interesting to see if if it happens, though. I think that really helps the Rams and their chances at victory. I think, too, you're going to have to make Jimmy Garoppolo throw the ball you're gonna to have to make him throw it outside the numbers, and you're gonna to have to make him throw it often. He had 29.4 attempts per game this season in the regular season, and ideally, if if you're the Rams, you probably want to see him make 35 to 45 attempts in this game. Uh, each game strip game script, of course, is different, but so there's a little bit of wiggle room with this idea. But if you look at the 49ers' season, you look at games in which they won during regulation not necessarily overtime but more often than not in those games was regular regulation time wins garoppolo was in like the 26 to 27 attempts per game and or even less than that but if you force him to drop back and throw it and if you take those middle of the field targets away from him and he's having to force it outside means that the 49ers are unable to get into their run game rhythm which that's what you want as the rams you're, you're taking away their strengths. One thing to watch for uh, within this kind of key to victory last week against Green Bay, you had right tackle Tom Compton, who was a uh, University of South Dakota coyote, more of a South Dakota State University jackrabbit guy myself, but you know, gotta, gotta point out where South Dakota is represented. But last week, he really struggled against the Packers' Rashawn Gary. I mean, Compton is having by far his best season, according to PFF. He has an 82.4 overall grade. But when you break it down between his run and his pass block grades, in the run game, he's got a 90.3 grade. But in the pass game, he's only at a 67.9 grade. And this week, he's up against Vaughn Miller, who looked incredible last week. So it's, it'll be interesting to see if the Rams take advantage, or at least try to take advantage of, of that matchup in the run game. But then if you look at the 49ers side, if they are going to come out as victorious, NFC champs Sunday night, you might think I'm going to lead off with Debo. That's a little too obvious, I think. I'm, I'm actually going to say that you're going to need a secondary receiver to have a big game. Obviously, you've got George Kittle. You, you kind of expect him to produce. But I think it's going to be either Brandon Ayuk or Juwan Jennings who is going to have to step up. One of those guys is going to need like a six receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown kind of day. Uh, rookie Juwan Jennings, he did have a 6-94-2 touchdown day in week 18. So a stat line like that is not impossible. And Ayuk, you know, highly touted after a, a great rookie season last year, struggled Especially in the first half of this year, came on a little bit more as the year went on. But, you know, he's capable of having a, a great offensive day as well. And I, I think you're really going to need one of those guys to produce if the 49ers hope to win this one. You probably saw this key to victory coming as well. For the 49ers to win this game, you're going to have to make sure that Jimmy G doesn't have a major mistake. No death, that is great insight there. But, Garoppolo has that reputation of, you know, at the worst possible moment, he is under pressure, pivotal point in the game, and just kind of heaves the ball in the general vicinity that he thought he saw a receiver, and it ends up getting picked off. It leads to a, a, a turnover. And San Francisco's managed to not allow those mistakes bite them in the butt this, this, uh, this far into the playoffs. But if he's able to altogether avoid that meltdown moment, I mean, that's that's huge for San Francisco. Sets you up very well to win on the road there. You're also going to need some guys on defense like Nick Bosa. He's going to have to disrupt Matt Stafford. He's so good at pressuring the quarterback, especially in, in passing situations. He's the fourth best, according to PFF, in doing so. And that's going to really have to happen on Sunday night if the 49ers hope to come out with a victory, which would be their third win against Los Angeles this season. It's going to be interesting to watch who the 49ers key on the Rams' offense. I mean, you can't double-team OBJ and Cooper Cup, but maybe you can stop or limit one of them. And if they do, hopefully that is enough to disrupt what the Rams hope to accomplish on offense. Well, against my better judgment, I'm going to stick with my picks, I think. Kansas City and the Rams, AFC, NFC champions, respectively. I definitely don't feel good about it, though. Going 0-4 last week hurt my pride, but I'm going to put on a brave face. Because of people like you, listening to this. You are the reason why I'm doing this. That just got super dramatic. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. I can't wait for these games. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to talk more about them next week. Thanks for those of you who have been... Getting in touch with me, responding to questions on Instagram and stuff like that. Don't forget, you can find me at Stay At Home Thad Show on Instagram. Also on Twitter, at Stay At And the email, Stay At at gmail.com. Always so much fun to hear from you. And if you're not following or subscribing on iTunes or Spotify, you can do so. And leave me a rating. I've seen a couple ratings that people have left, and that means so much to me. Thank you for those of you who've done that. If you haven't yet, why not go and leave a rating right now? Five stars, little blurb about what you like. That would be so great. All right, everybody. Excited for these games, excited for the next couple weeks as we get closer to the Super Bowl. This is a a fun time. And then after the Super Bowl, of course, we've got some off-season draft stuff. We'll be probably jumping into a little bit of that here and there and like I said last time also getting into some non-football topics so stay tuned for that got some guests that I'm trying to work at to uh, bring them on to the show with me so we're doing it we're having fun and this is what I'm talking about the good stuff all right I will talk to you later peace